Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. If you're here, that means that you know the importance of this topic. So how to coach your team to better results is one of the things that if you've decided to have a business, if you've decided to hire people under you, if you've decided to even hire contractors, then there's going to be so many times where you want to get that little bit of a better result from them, whether it's for contractors providing feedback or kind of pushing them to a better version of the work that they're doing through one type of coaching. Um, Or if you have employees where all four of these methods of coaching that we're going to talk about today, I shouldn't say four methods of coaching, but four methods of leadership are going to manifest in the way that your team is performing and the results that you're getting from them. So first, I just want to say, if you're here, then good for you. Because there are a lot of times when leaders don't take accountability for the results that they're getting from their team. They're saying, oh, well, in the hiring process, I was told this, this, and this, and now they're not doing it. Or I am giving them these metrics and they're not hitting them and I don't know why or you know whatever the case may be. And yes, there has to be accountability on the side of the individual that's performing the work. But one thing that I think is often overlooked is the leader's responsibility to make sure that they're getting the best results out of the investment that they're making in the people that they're that are working for them and the people that are on their team. So it is not only our job as leaders to make sure that people know how to do their jobs and what's requested from them and what's required of them to be successful in their positions, but it's also our responsibility to make sure that we're giving them the tools that they need to get the best results in order to keep our standards high. So especially if you are a CEO with a small team or if you're a really high achieving individual or manager, those uh, eldest daughters out there will totally hear me when I'm saying that. <laughs> or if you've ever thought, well, obviously nobody can do it as well as me. And so this you know, employee isn't cutting, it isn't cutting it. it it's not cutting it. It's not working out the way that we wanted it to. Um, then this episode's for you because I'm here to tell you that not only with responsibility of hiring and leading do we also gain a lot of stress and anxiety, but we also get to have a little bit of control and a little bit of accountability when it comes to how our team is performing, which means that we get to pull the best things out of our team members and the best results out of them. So at the end of the day, we are here to get results. We're here to make money. We're here to support our lives. And we're here to make a difference. And if those things don't really jive with what you're here to learn about, then you may be in the wrong place. But I think that if you are interested in coaching your team to better results, then 
today's episode is really going to help you. These skills can be deepened and sharpened, and they can be learned over time um, through experience. So what I will say is while you can walk away with a really solid understanding of how to pull on each of these different ways to lead your team throughout this episode, there's so much more to know. There's so much more to learn. There's so many more examples and shortcuts that you can learn um, through a deep understanding of how to best get the best results out of your team members. And so today we're going to talk about the basics, but we will make sure that we're sharing resources so that you can further dive into this topic. Um, there should be a way for you to use this, the what we talk about today, in your in your activities, in your interactions with your team as quickly as today, meaning you could have a really, really awesome game-changing meeting with one of your employees today based on what we talk about here. So if you don't have a pen and paper, then totally understood because I basically listen to podcasts when I drive or do makeup. And so I'm not trying to write all this down with eyeliner, but <laughs> I will say that our show notes are going to give you a really solid understanding of what we're talking about here today. And I think it's actually really helpful once you get an idea for kind of the message behind each of these different ways of coaching to make sure that when you're having those conversations with your team members, that you're open to their feedback and that you're listening and you're learning as you're leading. So one step closer to better results is listening to this episode. And the second step is having an open and truly collaborative conversation about your team with your team member that you're thinking of while we're going through this episode, because I know you're thinking of somebody. So basically, there are four different ways to coach your team to better results. And the first way is to identify the type of leadership that's needed. So while we love to live in the space of collaboration and care and engagement and kind of all the frilly stuff that come with having a team, there's also going to be times within your business where it's required to just cut to the chase. So the very first type or the very first thing that you want to do is identify the type of leadership that you need. And in the case where you have to just kind of get something done, get something out of the way, get information, whatever the case may be, you may need to identify that the type of leadership you need is just to direct, to get something from A to B. So what we call that is kind of the get shit done transactional leadership style. So when we're pulling on this leadership style and we're kind of regurgitating it back out to our team members, it can feel really harsh, especially if your leadership style is one of a little bit more collaboration. It can feel really uncomfortable and it can also set a tone for the task that you may not intentionally be wanting to set. So what I would suggest when you're pulling on that direct transactional actual leadership where you're like, hey, I need this done, make sure that you are creating an environment where this is an appropriate way to manage your team. So if every other time you've ever had a discussion with your team member, you've never pulled on a direct type of leadership or direct type of task management, then you will want to preface it with a clear and concise reasoning, a clear and concise why behind the what. Hey, don't have a ton of time to dive into this right now, but I'd love some stats on insert topic here. Can you create me a quick two-page report so I can see what the market is saying about X, Y, and Z? Hey, 
I know this is going to come off really direct, but I need to get this project done by the end of the day. Within the next hour or two, can you please send me over a list um, from Answer the People of all of the different topics that are coming up on Google and um, about X market research topic? And let me know. Ping me in Slack when it's done because I'm going to be working on this project. Thank you so much. You can be direct and still be polite. You can be direct and still waver a little bit from your normal management style. And the way that I believe when we're talking about coaching our team to better results is to have them be able to respond to all four of these different leadership styles without too much extra frill. So if you're able to quickly say, hey, I'm on a call with a client, have some questions about an e-commerce manager position, can you pull our template so I can take a quick look at it and see if that can, just can you pull the template? I don't need a reason, whatever. Um, I think that if your team is expectant that they are going to have some type of direct leadership, some transactional tit for tat leadership, it will be really helpful for you to get things done, um, especially in real time. And I think in remote leadership, we do we always want to take away any type of opportunity for friction. So ensuring that those first few times that you might be really direct using that direct type of leadership style, that you are pulling a little bit of understanding into the conversation that they may not be expecting it from you, I would really suggest that you have a conversation with your team member like, hey, I might be throwing some um, direct tasks at you over the next couple of weeks. I just want to be able to kind of maximize on our time. So just keep in mind that if you have any questions about some of the random tasks I'm throwing your way, just let me know. It gets them into a habit of understanding that sometimes when it comes to our employees, we do just have to tell them what to do and then they do just have to do it. And it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. I've seen a lot of mistakes with especially female leaders leaning away from this direct get shit done type of approach because they don't want to have any opportunities for friction or for some reason they don't feel that they're entitled to their team member's time. And while there is a certain way to bypass that and other types of management. I think there are, you're going to get frustrated as a leader if you are paying for a team of employees and you can't get a report sent back to you within an hour. This is one of the benefits of having employees. So setting up a culture where you are able to step into all four of these types of leadership without fear, resentment, or anxiety is going to be super important. So if you haven't directed somebody to just get something done for you within a time frame in a while, Try to find an opportunity to do that because once I really leaned into the fact that my team members are there to support in every way of the business, even if they don't fully understand the why behind the what, then I was able to lean in a lot more into my work and to really understand that, wow, I'm really running low on time this week and I think that I could enrich the experience that I'm having with my new client if I had some information about this topic or you know, whatever the case may be. This comes up all the time for us because we work with so many different types of industries. So keep in mind that this is going to be completely different than delegating. So that's another, another style of leadership that you might have to step into. So that direct leadership is the first one. The second one is actual coaching. So the purpose behind this stepping into this type of leadership coaching is to get higher quality work. So there's a comparison there. There's a comparison to what they've been providing before. It's to enhance productivity within the tasks that they're doing. So there's already something there that you're working with, and then you're capitalizing on that output in order to get 1%, 2% better each time. 
So creating this type of environment where you're able to coach people into that little bit better is going to set a higher standard for your team. And it's also going to expand the bandwidth of how much that job can impact your company as a whole. So there are so many different articles and conversations about how to effectively coach people, but I haven't seen as many about how to coach your team members. So this is a different type of situation because there are a lot of opportunities for us to coach our team members into what is going to produce better results for our company. So it takes a really deep knowledge of not only what you're trying to get from them, but also a deep knowledge of what your company needs and how those two things link together. The thing that you're coaching them on may not be something that's directly tangible for other opportunities, which means that when you're getting employees that are coming into your company and you're educating them, that is why they're employees and not contractors. Contractors. You're not going to coach your contractors into better quality work. They're just going to do the work that they're trained to do. So quick note there is just make sure that when you are stepping into the leadership type, the second one that we're talking about is coaching, that you are going to approach it in a way that is pulling on the things that make this job, this task, this objective and this person unique within your business. So there is going to be a really personalized flair to it. And I think that you have to have the right mindset when you're having these conversations with your team and you're going to get a better result if they are prepared for that as well. So hey, just setting up a 10-minute coaching chat, usually over Zoom or in person if possible, to go over some of the work that they're doing with the intention of getting a higher level of quality and a higher level of productivity is going to be something that you're setting them up for. Hey, I've been noticing that on this particular type of service that we offer to our clients, there's a few things that I think we can improve upon. So I'd love to meet with you for 15, 20 minutes when you have some time and space and can focus on this particular problem um, so we can go over it together. And the way that you, so when you're setting that up, you're not just going to pull someone in and be like, let's talk about this right now. Um, That's not the right mentality for walking into a coaching discussion. However, you are going to want to make sure that there is a really tangible and a really soft energy when it comes to the coaching because there is going to be some back and forth dialogue and you're not going to be in a lecturing type of position. So this is the type of of conversation where you're going to ask a lot of questions. You're usually going to be focused on one topic at hand. You're going to push them to solve the problems through their own expertise, their own opinions. You're going to challenge the way that they've been thinking about these tasks. And you're going to try to adjust their mindset and expand the way they're thinking into different types of possibilities that lend itself to your objective, which is when you're stepping into this leadership style of coaching, it's to get higher quality work and enhancing productivity within their tasks. But it's approaching it in a way that isn't, you're not going to pull on this leadership skill by when it's something urgent or time sensitive or you need a result immediately. It's actually going to be a little bit more of something where there's some time and space for some challenge, some thinking, some critical thinking and problem solving. And it's very niche into the tasks that you're, the task and work that you're talking about. Um, so the first two types of leadership in how to coach your team to better results. The first is getting that get shit done direct, directing them into their tasks. 
The second is that getting higher quality work and enhancing their productivity through coaching. The third is showing up as a support. So while in leadership, we like to think that we delegate 10 hours of work and we get 10 hours back, it's really a little bit more like you delegate 10 hours of work and you get two hours of leadership back. So essentially what we want to do is make sure that we're spending this time not only just enriching in our own skills, uh, but also in making sure that we're supporting our team and setting up environments where our team feels safe to to talk about their jobs, to talk about what they're learning about, to talk about how they're doing their job, to talk about the processes, and to talk about basically all those things that we talk about in our meetings or things like that, but in a way that is going to help lend themselves to better results through a supportive discussion. So for example, I believe that there are several ways that we can show support to our team without necessarily doing their job for them. So a lot of times this comes up in regards to clients. So there's been a time or two when a client may push the boundaries a little bit and we have to step in and we have to advocate for our team and we have to set those boundaries up for them. So whether this is something like a client reaching out outside of a contract to our team members or reaching out to them via DM or something along those lines. Sometimes we have to step in and actually support our team member through setting up some boundaries, advocating for them, things like that. The second way that we can support our team member when we're stepping into this type of leadership. So we're identifying which type of leadership we need. Let's say there's something going on with they're not able to finish one part of a project because they just don't fully understand how it links up to the overall objective for the project. So we're not really going to get into the direct mode because we're not going to be like, just go do it. That's kind of the point. They can't. They're they're asking for help. The second one, coaching. There could be an element of that here if they feel like they don't have um, if they need to just be pushed a little bit or think about it in a different way or whatever, it's our job to identify that. But in some cases, they just our team just doesn't have the education or the physical knowledge to accomplish it, in which case we might step in as more of an educator. We might step in to support them as not just an advocate, but to educate them on whatever the topic is that they need. So in HR, this is really simple. <laughs> so like if I have, we do HR for all 50 states, which means that some stuff comes up every every day, basically, that we can dive into a little bit deeper. A lot of it's kind of rinse and repeat, but there are so many things that vary from state to state. Now, I'm based in California. Our HR lead Kylie is based in Florida. She's never had to deal with the idiosyncrasies of California labor stuff. So there are times when we have an employee or an employer that comes in and they have a business in California and we're not sure. She's not sure how to advise on it. So I'm not just going to say, oh, Kylie, like, let me let me, why don't I turn that on you and try to go into a coaching mode? I'm also not going to go into a direct mode and be like, well, go figure it out. Like I have this, I have the knowledge. She needs the knowledge. This might be a time where I support her by helping her, by helping educate her, helping her understand the why behind the what. So when you're having those conversations with your team members, identifying the type of leadership you need, there's the third one is going to be support. 
and under that category, advocating for them in those boundaries, educating them on the topic they need more information about. And finally, the third part of that support um, category is collaborating. So this is where the collaboration lives. So yes, there is a bit of collaboration in coaching. Yes, there is a bit of collaboration in other types of leadership. But when I'm identifying what role I need to step into as a leader that can give my employee the best outcome that can give them the best, set them up the best for success. Sometimes it is actually collaborating. Sometimes it is collaborating on a, on a process or it is collaborating on how to respond to a client or it is collaborating on how to deal with a tech issue. (laughs) You know, those types of things can be really empowering to work with your team on. Um, But identifying that this isn't, these are usually going to be things that you can't just educate them on really quickly. It might be something where you both have pieces of information, you're bringing it to the table to solve a bigger problem. So keep that in mind, Um, especially when things affect the team, the company, um, the overall flow of things. Those are going to be collaborative opportunities. And they are a really fun way to manage. But I think that a weakness that some of our clients have shown is when they get to a point where their team is settling in and doing a really good job, it can be hard to get out of the collaborate mentality and to understand when it's actually a coaching opportunity or a get this done opportunity, a direct management opportunity. So don't immediately lean into collaboration. Next time you are faced with an issue where a team member needs some support, start to think about how what is the right mode of leadership to step into that's best for me as an individual, that's time efficient, that's best for the company because it makes sure that the company receives all the information it needs and is also really good for my employee. And sometimes we're going to have all the information, which means that we would be in a great position to educate that with them. Sometimes we're going to have, but we're not going to have all the time, which means that it's not necessarily going to be something that we have the time to bend over backwards to go for. So we might end up in a situation where it's a little bit better for us to, instead of collaborating with them, to coach them on getting to that end result instead of, so that they know how to do it in the future so that they can get to that point in the future um, versus stepping in and telling them, just go get it done or just go do this research or whatever. You can use, if you have all the information that they need, you can use that as an opportunity to challenge their thinking and help them learn something from the inside out that contributes to your overall company success. So there is going to be times when you're going to pull on that support string that it or they're going to they're going to pull on that support string and be like hey I need a little bit of support in this topic and it's going to be a great opportunity for you to coach them and to help them understand kind of the nitty gritty of whatever the topic is that they need help with and then finally the last thing here um, on coaching our team to better results is delegating so delegating as much as other people say that it's you know kind of the ticket like the best thing ever, whatever. I think delegating is just something that we do. Um, it can, it's one of those things that I think can be just kind of chalked up to a measurable statistic. Um, it's something we use our project management system for. When you're thinking about those tasks, like send me in this thing every Tuesday, that's delegation. Um, it's often contributing to a bitter, bigger picture when we're delegating those simple tasks. It generally does need follow up from you. So when we're thinking about 
delegating certain tasks to our team members. We are usually reliant on those tasks to be done in order to fulfill a bigger picture. So there's probably a lot of things that you can delegate on in your projects and things like that that can contribute to you having a little bit more time to dig deeper on higher level projects. So of course, like we want to make sure that we're delegating all of that as much as possible. And But I will say that it doesn't go without a little bit of extra leadership along the way. So in this particular category, we have to make sure that we're following up on the things that we're delegating. Make sure they're not just falling through the cracks. We might take it for granted that this task gets done every week on time, but our employee is spending time doing that and they're spending time getting it done. So it's really important to make sure that you're acknowledging that work. And it's also really important that you're making sure that you're reviewing that that information and reviewing those tasks and making sure that there isn't another layer of coaching that can come along with getting better results from them. Because when it comes to delegating, we tend to delegate things that have a yes or no, but the difference between a really high-performing team and a really basic team that isn't even that engaged is the quality of work that's accepted is much lower. So if we're able to, and that usually comes from slipping, little things slipping between the cracks when it comes to those basic delegation things like in our project management or whatever that are not really being followed up upon and they're not really being looked at in a way that can contribute to a higher level of standard for our overall company. And I'll give you a little secret here is when I have leaders that come to us or leaders that are coming to our management programs and they're frustrated because they feel that they're the only person that can do this type of job, it's usually because those tasks that they're taking for granted that are just check, check, check on a list are not being addressed. And so those quality standards are falling apart way before uh, it's even getting to them. So it creates a situation where we are able to manage people at the micro level. So if, for example, Let's say that we have a newsletter that goes out every month and we have an employee that is delegated to take the newsletter that we drop into our project management system and copy and paste it over to our uh, email management software. And along the way, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm still spending so much time editing this, like the spacing is off, you know, whatever the case may be. What a good leader will do is they will take have a note to go back and review it and then also coach the employee on how this could have been done in a higher standard. And what I find is that a lot of times our employers don't realize that they can do that. They're like, well, they checked it off the list. So what else am I supposed to say? There are whys behind the what and even those simple tasks. And I think that it's really fun to be able to collaborate and pull on that support type of coaching in order to get a better result especially for something like a newsletter that can be checked off the list, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's done well. Um, And it can be a really great opportunity to push your employee a little bit and get a better result from them. And that is also going to lend itself right to their engagement. So just to summarize today's conversation, uh, there are four different ways that you can, four different types of leadership that you can step into when it comes to coaching your team to better results. And the first one is directing them, just that get shit done transactional type of task. 
just do this. There's no need for a why behind the what. There's no need for a bigger project that it's contributing to. Just go get this done. We talked about how you can direct your team, but still be clear, concise, and kind, especially if this is a new task for you. And this will often yield really high results really quickly for you in regards to getting your job done. The second is coaching. So when we have work already that's done, when we have productive employees that's already being done, then we can actually take it one step further and we can get a little bit higher quality work. We can enhance their productivity through questioning them, going into problem solving, challenging their thinking, challenging their mindset and expanding the possibilities that are that live within their basic tasks, which it's a little bit more of a time It takes a little bit more time to coach people into that next level, but it really does give them the depth and knowledge for each of their tasks, each of their projects in order to understand the why behind the what. And it gives them a, it really digs in the foundation of their position and also the position of that company. Because the more you dig into the why behind the what, and then you turn that into replicable processes, the higher quality work that your company is putting out there. So being able to coach your team and ask really solid questions and problem solve is it's a skill. It's definitely a skill that you have to learn um, over time. So that may be another type of leadership that you have to step into. The third is support. So we're going to show our team support by stepping into a supportive role, meaning we're going to advocate for them. We're going to educate them. And this is where our collaboration lives, especially when it comes to new processes or backend stuff on our team or training or education about a topic they don't know about. So this is a great opportunity to connect with your team and get better results through building your own authority as a leader. So stepping into that side of leadership, there's going to be time and place for that as well. And then finally, the the basic bitch of this is delegation. But what I challenge you to do is to look at delegating as an opportunity to expand the standard and the quality of work that your team is putting out there. Because a lot of times when we have those business owners that are not able to really connect with their team members, they're not able to um, get the highest quality work. They feel like they're they have to do everything themselves. It can be so discouraging, but oftentimes it's because these pieces are falling through the cracks at the very, very smallest level of 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 leadership, which is delegation. So don't forget to acknowledge work that you're delegating, and don't forget to follow up. Just because it's a check on a checklist doesn't mean that there isn't ways that that can be expanded and improved. So. We are going to dive into this a lot more in our management course that's coming out, Paradigm Management Foundations. And if you're listening to this after uh, summer 2023, then you can enroll at any time. Um, But we do just want to make sure that we're setting a really solid foundation and empowering you as a leader to understand that you can coach your team to better results. So if you have a great team, if you have a solid foundation and you're listening to this episode because you know that you can get a little bit more out of them, try different ways to step into these four different types of leadership styles to get to the place where you can actually bring those results higher so you can bring that standard higher. Um, And in our next episode, we're going to be diving into this even more, but definitely check out all of the links in our show notes for a couple of different free resources and freebies that may help you with kind of getting into a place where you're not just running on a on the hamster wheel, but actually diving into some of the depth that come with being a really solid and really amazing manager. Um, look forward to hearing what you think about this episode. Don't forget to review. Leave us five stars. Let me know what you liked about it. 
And I look forward to next Wednesday. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up. Up.